You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. Time to continue the seventh proving grounds of thing with part eight beneath Stokebrook. So, will we be able to escape? Well, I'll probably be able to escape, but will anyone else? We'll see. At the conclusion of the previous part, you stifle a gasp at the sight of Onbrina bloodied. Stooped over and struggling to draw breath, Tulinia cries out and rushes to the foot of the bridge, but she manages to stand and waves her back. Go back! he cries, his voice cracking as he snatches a glance at the darkness behind him. There's too many of them! They're in the tunnels! Go back to Round Rock! Tolly, go! Get to Round Rock! Oliver, lurching along with obvious difficulty, starts across the bridge. Without a word, Talunia and her daughters turn and flee back along the tunnel. You rush forward and catch Ornabois as he stumbles off the wooden sprat, preventing him from nearly toppling into the gaping crevice. Leaning against you, seemingly incapable of maintaining his balance, he rapidly shakes his head, as if responding to the question he's anticipated. With an answer he dreads. I don't know where he is, he says drawing ragged breaths between each word. He told me to go. He said he would hold them off for us. Must have been three dozen of them. Yes, the old rock. They are waiting for us. They had to have known we were coming. They're in the tunnels. Onobro abruptly curtails his lament and steps back from you, swaying unsteadily for a moment before suddenly finding his footing. Several long gashes on the side of his left leg appear to be the cause of this present difficulty. He quickly tells you that you and he must follow Tulenia and the girls. Your friend is coming, he says, breathlessly, as he staggers quickly past you, following the dim, retreating glow of the fading lantern. I can get us out of here. We need to reach Round Rock. I think I can get us out of here. And now momentarily frozen in place, unable to determine your best course of action. You watch as Obwinir, wounded, lurches off along the tunnel, swiftly moving to catch up with his wife and daughters. When he's no longer in sight, you look in the direction of the wooden bridge, your eyes straining against the darkness for any sign of Jerig. Though you can make out nothing in the gloom, now and again faint, indiscernible sound reach your ears, leaving you to wonder, or perhaps dread, fate of your friend, unwilling to abandon Jirig, despite the risk involved. You shout out to Ombrunner, telling him to continue on, 
as you wash up to the foot of the bridge. But who's going to defend them? I mean, we know these tunnels are dangerous. Oh, I just, just, just gonna hope nothing happens to them while I leave them alone for five minutes. You're halfway across the span, when Jig suddenly emerges from the darkness on you, the other side. Much to your relief, the troll hunter appears no different than when you parted company only a few minutes ago, savoured for some laboured breath and a face drenched in sweat. He reaches the bridge and starts across, looking back over his shoulder at every other step. They're coming, he shouts as he draws closer. Closer. There's a lot of them. Where are the others? They're way somewhere, I hope. We can hold them better on your side. Go back across. Yeah, I guess holding them on the bridge is not a good idea, because they could break the bridge. <laughs> and then I'd fall to my doom. Well, actually, I probably managed to save myself with the power of telekinesis or gating. But that could fail. Hmm. Jig would fall to his doom. As you start your retreat, you spot the sinister silhouettes of nearly two dozen Otoruk moving out of the shadows behind Jurig. I guess he already did a dozen because there, there was three dozen oh maybe there's more coming who knows i assume he did a few of them because it's jig he's always slaying otowak well actually he's always slaying trolls slaying otowak's a recent thing jig joins you at the foot of the bridge and initiates a shoulder cross he curses as he withdraws his hand and tells you what Aldra already related to you. Hope he really does know some other way out of here, he says, turning to look at the as the first Otorok step onto the bridge. You wouldn't believe the numbers of them ran into up there. It doesn't make any sense. With no desire desire to face the advancing legion so close to the edge of such a dangerous prefaces, the two of you trot back several yards. Can't figure out whose fight that is. Mine or yours, says Jurig. It's the first of the three Otorok complete the crossing. Doesn't really matter, I suppose. We'll take down enough of them to slow the ones behind, and then we'll go after our pals. With your heart pounding, you step forward and to your left and engage the first of the Otorok. As always, quick combat. 17 XP. As the Otorok crumples into a heap of splintered wood and twisted metal, the second of the fiendish constructs moves in and attacks. Quick combat, that one. 17 XP. You deliver a decisive blow to your foe and immediately find yourself facing yet another of the wood and iron menaces. Quick combat. It is slain. Okay, now I have a chance to... To heal myself. And I am definitely taking that. You step back from the remains of the slain Otrok. And turn towards Jurig. Only to find another of the sinister constructs swiping to towards you. Picking a number. Bonus of 30. 20 from agility. 10 from luck. Going to get 50 or more. Or get comped on the head. Pick now. 58 success. You abruptly dodge and swipe. The swipe. And promptly counter. Promptly. Promptly counter. <laughs> oh, one words, one words. Quick combat. 17 XP. Jurig arrives at your side, just as the, you deal the Otorok a fatal blow. You look up and find, much to your growing dismay, that nearly a dozen more Otorok are making their way over the bridge. We've given them enough time, says Jurig. Get the first few of these next ones, and we'll get out of here. The Otorok spilling off the bridge are upon you swifter than either of you expected, as Druig moves to fend off the savage attack of a headless Otorok. You suddenly find yourself confronted by a pair of wood and iron terrors. <gasps> Two Otorok at a time! Oh my, oh my. 
They're breaking all the rules. They're breaking the rules. You're not supposed to fight two Otorok at once. Oh my, oh my, oh my. This is bad, this is bad. Quick combat anyway. They are slain. 26 XP. You step over the remains of the two Otorok and rush to Hope Triggs, who's struggling against a trio of the sinister constructs. Without warning, the nearest of the three Otoroks turns and attacks as you approach. Here goes another Otorok. Quick combat. 17 XP. Do I can heal now? Yeah. Quick heal. You're about to step forward and block the advance of the other with another pair of Otorok when you feel Jurek's broad hand on your shoulder. You turn and find this whole son troll hunter shaking his head. No more, he said. Let's go. We can't let them get too far ahead. Not if we ever want to get out of here. As the two of you dash off after your departed companions, you suddenly mindful of the fact you have no idea where it is you're supposed to be going. Well, Dewey is a master woodsman, so he'll probably be able to track them. Just, he's just cool like that. You ask Dewey about Round Walk, the place mentioned you by Orbular. He nods, but tells you he knows no more about it than you do. Know more about it than you do about where to find it. That's what he told me too, he said, as the two of you continue moving swiftly through the gloom. I don't know where it is, but we should be able to track them. It's harder to see in the dark, but only a little. Durig slackens his pace and begins scouring the ground. I can also help track him with my skill of woodmanship. We'll just go faster if we're both looking for signs. Success, success. 24 experience to woodmanship. In only a matter of moments, you manage to pick up the trail. Duke seems genuinely impressed. I didn't know you could track like that, he says, raising an eyebrow. Or maybe I've just forgotten. Take the lead. Let's go. Moving swiftly, side by side, the two of you hurry through the darkness, following the footsteps of Obunar and his family. Just as the passage begins to narrow, your rapid advance is brought to a sudden halt as an unwelcome sight emerges from the darkness ahead. A massive carnage crawler. Its hideous bulk filling almost the entirety of the passage surges out of the shadows and attacks, wildly slapping its fang-filled fang-winged jaws. How did they get past this? cries Dewey as he moves to attack the deadly predator. They... Had to come this way, right? You're about to join the attack when a noise from behind causes your heart to skip. Skip a beat. You spin on your heels and find yourself confronted by another of the massive creatures. Okay, how did the, did they get past these? Are they already chewed to pieces? Oh dear, oh dear. If that happened, if I if I if I left them for. Five minutes and they got they got churned to pieces. I'd feel really bad, but also annoyed. Begin combat. With the Carnage Crawler. The Carnage Crawler snaps at you with its powerful jaws. Yes, it's sounding like a waste disposal unit, presumably. Uh. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh. <sighs> and another one. Once again, for 13 damage. Alright, he's mostly down. Another bite for 14 damage. Stop biting me! Oh, am I am I gonna have to am I gonna have to bathe myself in wasabi sauce so that people stop biting me? Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Another bite, but it is now slain, 39 XP, with the Carnage Crawler slain. You and Jurek are about to continue along the tunnel, when five Otoroks suddenly appear from behind one of the oozing carcasses. Jurek charges ahead, and is quickly engaged by two of the Otorok, rushing to his aid. You immediately find yourself facing the other three. Dodging the, fir the first several swipes of the Otorok. Expertly positioning yourself to face your foes one at a time 
All right, that's more like it. Quick combat the Oturok. Going to battle wage. Cause stop attacking! Yeah! This, you're not even supposed to be here! You step over the remains of the first Oturok and engage the second. Quick combat, it is slain. All right, the third Oturok moves in and attacks. All right, quick combat that one. Oh, oh my, I got wounded a lot. All right. Okay. Oh dear, I, I'm in a really bad situation. I'll use uh, Hand of Healing. Uh, hand, hand of healing again. No, no, no. I, I'm in. A, I'm really dire. Really dire. I have two HP, or two SP left. One blow would finish me. There's only one thing for it. Quickstone. Your quickstone shivers and blow, glows bright red as it fully heals you. Okay, now I can fight them regularly. And oh, it's taking a while. They are slain. Oh, I, sh I should have equipped Umjo's Oaken Wad. That's why I'm having such a bad time. Okay, next Oturok, I'm equipping the Wad. That's the third. That's the third Oturok crumbles into a heap at your feet. You turn to find Jurek has just finished off the second of the two wood and iron foes. You move up to your companion. Immediately notice he seems bothered by his wounded shoulder, wincing as he attempts to straighten himself up. When you ask him about however... He curtly dismisses your inquiry. Look, I can help. I'm a master of it. I'm a master of restoration. I can really help now. And it won't take very long. I'm all right, he says. Let's go. With Driggs several paces behind, you move warily, but swiftly along the tunnel, eager to cap catch up with Ogwindar and the others. Suddenly, a small, squeal voice calls out from somewhere up ahead. Sending your pulse racing. It's a desperate, fearful cry of a child. Well, if she's doing fearful cries, at least she's alive. As Trigger wives at your side, the two of you exchange terrified glances before charging boldly ahead into the gloom. Less than 30 yards from where you heard the cry, you come upon Tablinia, Odebra and their daughters. The girls are huddled together in the mouth of the passage that branches off the tunnel to the left. There, just inside the new passage, stands Obodar, pleading with his wife and girls to follow him. Tulelia, standing apart from the family, has her arms outstretched toward the far end of the tunnel and appears to be under considerable strain. Her entire body is quivering and sweat dampens her brow. Only a split second later, the focus of her attention, a massive carnage crawler, Looms into view, the terrifying creature, its fang-filled, fang-winged maw stretched wide, surges out of the darkness, and slams into an invisible barrier only a few feet in front of Tulini. Oh, yeah, yeah, that they're, they're master mages. Okay, that's how they survived. She winces and endeavours to steady herself, as if the collision has somehow staggered her. Repeatedly, the carnage crawler retreats along the tunnel, only to reappear moments later and hurl itself into what you can only surmise is a magical shield Tolini has summoned and is now struggling to maintain. Odbrunar shouts for Tolinia to lower the shield and take the girls. You can't hold it back forever, he cries. Come on, you have to get out of here. Girls, come with me. Tolly, leave it. Tolly, Tolinia, her body trembling violently, glances back at Odbrunar and shakes her head. Get them out of here first, she screams. Girls, go your father. One. Suddenly, as if she's turning back to face the massive insect's next charge, her eyes fall upon you, and a shocked look momentarily replaces her wary, anguished expression. Look. We'll take it. One. Dust. One. There's two incredibly badass people here. We can handle it. Go to your children. One. We'll follow you. And, and this isn't this. And this isn't just something to reassure you. We'll deal with it. 
We've dealt with a lot of these things before. Zoop! She shouts, nearly shaken off her feet as the carnage crawler again slams into the invisible barrier. Take the girls and follow Obrina. They won't leave me. But you have to take them. I can't hold this for much longer. You have to take them. Go! Now look. Look, look it's one carnage crawler. We can handle it. And anyway... They need their mother. Even if they say they don't. I will take care of the carnage crawler. That's what we're here for. Rushing to Telenia's side, you tell her to release the shield so, she, so you can face the carnage crawler. Despite her obvious weakened state, she seems reluctant to follow your directive. However, when Drig scoops up the girls and follows Obadar into the passage, she turns to you and nods. Kill that thing and come after us, shouts Grig over his shoulder as he hurries to keep up with Obrina. Trollia tells you to be ready and then steps back, dropping her arms and turning for the passage. She casts you a quick glance before rushing along at Jirig's heels. No longer held back by the invisible barrier, the massive carnage crawler surges towards you, its powerful fang-winged fang jaws snapping wildly. Okay... You've given, you've given everyone enough trouble, you little thing. Time to pay the piper. Or whatever. The carnage crawler snaps at you with its powerful jaws. And it bites me for 14 damage. Oi, you! Naughty! Punishment time. Bite for 8 damage. Yes, so it's bite of your enemy. Tears into your flesh for 13 damage. Then 12 damage. The nine damage. Stop biting me. I'm not that tasty. I'm only a little bit tasty. <laughs> you have slain your foe. 39 XP. You turn away from the oozing carcass of the slain crawler and rush into the adjoining passage. It only takes a few moments to catch up with Drig, Talenia and the girls. But there is no sign of Obrinar. Then, from perhaps a dozen yards ahead, the dim... Fading, fading light of a lantern pierces the darkness, revealing the innkeeper's location. Phew! As you draw closer to the light, you whisk a glance over your shoulder, and are relieved to find only the empty passage behind you. Uh, hopefully, that carcass will attract any other scavengers, and all the other carcasses we've been leaving around. I mean... I mean, who would attack something? I mean, what kind of person would attack a living thing when there's this perfectly good carcass right there? And then another perfectly good carcass. And another one. And another one. Not that far away. Yeah, it's all reeking with tasty meat juices. Yeah. Focus on them. Focus on them. I mean, it's not like carnage crawlers are... You social insects, in which case, yeah, they they would they would do keep attacking when it's not in any way in the interest of their long term survival, when there's no chance. But they're just regular, inexplicably aggressive carnivores. So so hopefully they'll leave us alone. But we'll see. As you draw on up to Obwinar. Wait. Unless it's not. Natural sort of processes. Sending these kind of crawlers after. I mean. Who knows what we. We all know Woundskin has tricks. And so do all the other people. Pursuing this. Yeah. Yes, maybe. Maybe the Ultrarock. And the Carnage Crawler are sent by the same people. Well, Woundskin. Yeah, or maybe the Carnage Crawlers are somehow controlled by Scavenger? Yeah, who knows, who knows. Gnorras, so much going on here. As you draw up to Obrinar, Durig sets the girls down next to their mother. 
and immediately asked the innkeeper how far there was to go. You're not certain, but your sense Duick is in a great amount of discomfort. Now, Zoop, heal him. Heal him already, Zoop. See, heal him. Obrenar, before Obrenar can answer, you catch sight of something stirring in the darkness ahead. Duick curses and promptly tells Obrenar and Tolunia to stay back, straining your eyes against a pall of gloom that hangs, in, hangs at the edge of the lamp's feeble light. Your dismay deepens. A sizable legion of Otuok are swiftly and silently moving out of the gloom. Oh, more of them? Of course there's more of them. There's always more Otuok. We can't get out. What are we to do? cries Ombudar, gathering his daughters behind him. We have to go back. You ask Olivelar if there's another way to reach Round Rock. He shakes his head, but suddenly begins to nod. Yes, there is. I believe it's still open. He says, yes, must be. We have to go. Realising that Obunar, Tolinia, and particularly the children, were not likely answers some hope. You tell them to go a jig. Jig affirms the sentiment, telling them that you and he will hold them off for as long as he can. Get those girls out of here, shouts Jig, slapping your shoulder as he turns to face the encroaching horde. Wait for us at Round Rock, wherever that is. We'll find it. Only wait as long as you can. Go! Talenia mutters a prayer as the four of them retreat along the tunnel and are promptly swallowed by the dark. During only a few moments, the lantern's feeble, bub- bubbling glow has faded from sight. Duke shakes his head and sighs, his eyes fixed on the advancing wood and iron legion. He renews his grip on the hilt of his sword and grinds his teeth. Though he says nothing, you plainly sense that even the troll hunter's help, born out of a lifetime filled with the harsh, unyielding perils of the wives, well, maybe two lifetimes, is beginning to wane. As the first wave of Otuot presses forward, the two of you defiantly hold your ground. Otorok, quick combat it. It is like, oh, oh wait, I forgot, I forgot. Umdrow's open ward equipped. There. Now the next 15 XP. These next ones should go down easier. As the first Otorok crumples into a splintered heap at your feet, you step to the left and engage another member of the fiendish legion. Otorok, quick combat. It is slain. 17 XP. As you move forward and attack a third Otrok, you glance over at Jig. The troll, hunt, troll hunter is back against the tunnel wall, flashes you a grin as he deals savage blows to a pair of the advancing constructs. And I fight another one. Quick combat. It is slain. 15 XP. You step away from the remains of your slain foe and swiftly retreat towards Jig intercepting an Otorok silently moving up from behind him. Okay, quick combat. we got to go back to back now. 17 XP. And this gives me a chance to heal, which I am definitely taking. Your final blow detaches the Otorok's upper body from its leg, sending the wretched wooden iron being crashing to the tunnel floor. You whip your head in Jig's direction and watch as he neatly dispatched two Otrok with a series of death strike strokes. He then falls back several yards, grounding in agony as he clutches his wounded shoulder. Zoop! Heal him! Okay? Heal him, Zoop! <sighs> I know it's all dramatic, but heal him already! Let's start after them. He shouts, motioning with his head in the direction of Obrunar. Obrunar and his family went, come on, we've given them enough time. And these things are never going to stop coming. As even more Otorok appear in the passage ahead, you and Dewey turn and swiftly retreat along the tunnel. You're covered only ten yards when you suddenly find the corridor blocked by a massive carnage crawler. Okay, I'm really thinking these kindness crawlers aren't 
aren't a coincidence. The hideous creature, its legs churning wildly, and its cavernous wing, fang-wing jaws gaping, rears up and lunges at you. Picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. 10 from body. 10 from luck. Got to get 75 or more, or I get substantial parts of me bitten off. Pick now. 77. Success. Oh, that was close. You nimbly dodge the creature's deadly jaws and, and swiftly engage the massive insect. As you slip to your right in an attempt to get closer to the creep crawler's torso, you look back and spot Jewick fending off the advance of three Otorug. Alright, massive carnage crawler, you are going down. Just like all your other massive friends. The carnage crawler snaps at you with his powerful jaws. And I'm just going to keep bashing it with Umdral's oaken wad, oddly enough. That's the savage bite of your enemy. Tears into your flesh for 12 damage. And then for 13 damage. Alright, it's nearly gone. And it's slain. 42 experience. You leap back from the remains of the carnage crawler and immediately rush to Jirig's aid. The troll hunter, having already slain three Otrox, is now battling two more of the wood and iron fiends. You step in and attack the Otrox on his left. Just going to quick combat that. Finish it off in battle rage because I've had enough of these things. Alright, I've got a few... Seconds to heal. That's all I need. The the Otrox topples to a heap at your feet, spinning to face Jurek. You're relieved to find him standing over the smashed remains of the other two. I think I saw their light up there, he says, pointing along the tunnel. Come on, let's go. We can catch them. Watching through the darkness, shoulder to shoulder with Jurek, you're certainly fearful about the fate of Obrina, Tolinia and the girls, despite his apparent mastery of magic. You can't help but feel the innkeeper and his family are not prepared to face the perils now lurking at seemingly every turn in these dark, twisting passages. These things are coming out of nowhere, says Jurek as the two of you pick up your pace. There's nothing white about any of this. There it is. There's the light. Even before Jurig announced it, you too spotted the faint, bobbing light far ahead through the gloom. They're still moving, gasped Jurig, reaching down and adjusting something on his belt. At least, they're still moving. Let's get up there. Suddenly, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from agility. 20 from aura. 10 from body. 10 from luck. I've got to get 100 or more. Or I get sneak attacked or something? Who knows? Pick now. 152. Success. You spot movement out of the corner of your eye and instinctively twist to the side, narrowly dodging the cool swipe of an iron-tipped limb. Jurig cries out a belated warning and jumps in front of you to fend off the attack of the lone Untuak, now emerging from the shadows. He strikes the wooden construct a fierce blow, but the Otorok counters delivering a strike to the side of his head that sends him sprawling. Without hesitation, you leap in to defend your fallen companion. This is an Otuak, and it's going to die. And I've got the Oaken World equipped. Quick combat, and it is slain. And I, I can heal after that. 17 XP. You leap over the smashed remains of the slain Otorok and help Jury to his feet. The troll hunter picks up his sword and adjusts his belt before meeting you in his shoulder cross. After all this is over, you ought to rejoin the company, he says smirking as he tenderly rubs the side of his head. You seem to know how to knock about these walking sticks well enough. Having spent just a few moments recovering from the attack, the two of you set out along the passage, eager to catch up with the light you last saw somewhere off in the distance, only a minute or so ago. 
you've gone less than 20 yards when you suddenly spot a thin figure standing in the middle of the tunnel just ahead. Believing it to be Tolunia, you call out, asking if everyone is all right. As you draw closer, however, an inexplicable sense of dread washes over you. Duig mutters a warning and halts his advance, coming to stand shoulder to shoulder with you. What is it? Is it that wizard? Is it Glenorus? So many options, so many options. Without a word, the figure only a few yards ahead raises his right hand and levels it at the two of you. As if driven by some primal instinct, Durig explodes into action, dropping to all fours and snatching up a fist-sized stone from the tunnel floor, bounding forward. He returns to his feet and, in mid-stride, hurls the rock at the figure. The stone hurtles through the gloom and slams into the chest of the shadowy figure. Elicting a painful cry, carried on a thin, masculine voice. Drig, his sword poised to deliver a deadly blow, is nearly upon the man when, in the blink of an eye, the tide of the battle instantly changes. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Long tines of blue lightning erupt from the outstretched hand of the shadowy figure and strike Durig squarely in the chest. He cries out in agony and falls backwards, collapses into a heap on the tunnel floor. Before you can react, the man's hand thrusts his hand in your direction, unleashing a second blast of lightning. The deadly archi energy streaks along the passage, its wiving, dazzling fingers momentarily melting away the gloom. Alright, so I can dodge or use fortification. Fortification, of course. It succeeded. 24 experience to fortification. You channel your power of fortification and watch as a shimmering field of blue sparkles appears in front of you only seconds before the arrival of the lightning blast. The deadly arc. Arc of energy slams into your magical barrier and is deflected harmlessly into the wall to your right, maintaining a defiant posture. Posture, you lock eyes with your unknown foe. Alright, I've had quite enough of you. Give me the book, says the mage. His thin voice much less menacing than you anticipated. Oh, okay. Oh, I saw I didn't do the voice thin. It doesn't belong to you. Nor does it belong to the sorceress who gave it to you. Give it to me. Is a moment of hesitation is apparently always required for the sinister opponent to raise the stakes. The man, his face still cloaked in the gloom of the unlit passage, stretches out his white arm and levels his splayed fingers at Juig, who is yet to return to his feet. If you value the life of this man, you will give me what I asked for. All right. So, I have a few options here. I could actually give him the book, refuse to give him the book, or I could use elementalism, telekinesis, or archery. Hmm. Uh, I am going to use telekinesis. It succeeded. 24 experience to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and project a mighty blast of energy at the man standing only a few yards distant. Your invisible attack slams into him and sends him spinning into the tunnel wall. His head snaps back against the outcropping of Wop, splitting his skull like killing him instantly. His body slumps into a lifeless heap at the base of the wall. As you rush to Jirik's side, the troll hunter slowly regains his feet. Okay, Zoop, now heal him. Heal him now. Duig, having first waved off your attempts to help steady him, steps up to the unmoving body and nudges it with the toe of his boot. That takes care of that, he says, shaking his head. Keep that book safe. I don't know anything about any of this, but I know enough to say you're the only one I trust with it, whatever it is. A quick search of the man's body turns up a small quantity of gold and several pieces of leather attire. So, 
12 gold, I guess. Whatever he was, whatever fortune he was paid is elsewhere. Was he not paid at all? And so leather boots, boots, belt, sleeves, and a padded shirt. They're all exceptional. So I'm going to take a lot of them. Dewig, having sustained heavy damage at the hands of the now dead spellcaster, shakes his head when you begin to inquire about his status. I'm all right. Let's go. We need to find and follow that light. I don't think it's going to get any better down here. Despite your victory, the encounter with the murderous mage has left both of you and Dewig somewhat shaken. As the two of you move swiftly through the dark tunnels, hopeful you're still on Obwinner's trail, your thoughts remain focused on the slain spellcaster. How was it he knew you carried the book? It might be safe to say we've made a few enemies, a few new enemies, says Dewig, pausing to stoop and examine the ground. Nothing to worry over, but I'd really like to see the end of these tunnels. You continue on, covering nearly 50 yards before the passage suddenly forks. Unfortunately, you don't recall having previously passed this way. Nothing in the stillness of the dark corridor seems familiar. I wish we could still see that light, says Dewig, as he begins inspecting the tunnel floor. Sure, I can tell which way which way they went. So I've got a few options. Left fork, white fork, ask Dewey what he thinks, or use woodmanship to search for clues. Alright, woodmanship. Used if you it's success, twenty-four XP to woodmanship. You make a thorough examination of the tunnel floor. Utilising your mastery of tracking, you're able to determine the most recent set of tracks are heading into the tunnel on the right. Alright, White Fork. You suggest the White Fork, and Dewey is quick to agree. We need to hurry, he says. This is only getting worse. You set off along the tunnel to the right, moving swiftly as the two, two of you attempt to catch up with the four people whom the prey are still safe somewhere darkness ahead. As you hurry through the dark, the passage gradually widens to a joint with an even larger tunnel that turns abruptly to the white. Suddenly, a flint, flickering light appears up ahead. The dim dot seems to sway slowly from side to side. That's them, says Jerry. Better be them. Just go carefully. Then, just as quickly as the light appeared, it vanishes as a thick, foul-smelling cloud rapidly and silently fills this passage, gasping and gasping as the unnatural clouds, clouds poisonous vapours assail your lungs. You and Drake struggle to make your way out of the deadly fog. So, escape or use elementalism to move the fog. We're going to move the fog. Elementalism. 24 experience to elementalism. You hastily channel your power of elementalism and expertly take control of the swirling vapours. In a matter of moments, the deadly cloud begins to dissipate, allowing you and Dewig to stumble out of its perilous grip. You stagger out of the cloud with Dewig at your side, coughing violently as you struggle to clear your lungs and regain your breath. The two of you, still unable to speak, exchange worried glances as you continue to cough, with the sediment remains unspoken, you're certain that Dewey shares your profound concern over this latest peril to have confronted you in these tunnels. I think they're right ahead of us somewhere, says Dewey at last, placing his hands on his knees and nearly wetching as a savage fit, fit of coughing overtakes him. Come on, we need to keep going. Still coughing as your lungs expel the last remnants the noxious vapours. Your eyes knock onto a dim, bobbing light somewhere up ahead. You cry out to Dewey, announcing your discovery. Only a split second before, a violent fit of coughing momentarily robs you of your voice. After hoping to steady you, the troll hunter glances back along the tunnel before turning 
and moving swiftly towards the light. Hurrying to match his gait, the two of you are relieved when the figures of Obrida, Talilia and, and their daughters, lit by the feeble glow of the dying lamp, loom out of the darkness. By the old father, cries Talilia, as a look of profound relief spreads over her weary face. Come on, we're nearly there, we have to worry. You don't need to tell me, says Juliet, coughing, as he stoops to adjust one of his boots. Just how did you lot manage to evacuate? Manage to avoid all that trouble. I suppose it pays to know your way about down here. As Selenia scoops up one of the girls, the pungent, unmistakable scent of the greenish cloud returns in force, elicting a wave of, wave of nausea, which, miraculously, you manage to quell. You flash a sidelong gl- glance at Jewett and find his steely gaze is already locked on the innkeeper's wife. wife. Just up here now, says Olibois, fiddling with the lantern in a vain attempt to lend lend the lamp a few more moments of light. Round Rock is right this way. We need to hurry, we're to get get us out of... Obuna's voice is sudden, is drowned out by Jurek's sudden and startling cry of alarm. Spinning in the direction of the companion's unexpected cry, Horrified to find him rapidly sliding on his back along the channel floor, being dragged off into the darkness by something you cannot see. Grunting loudly, as if pained by the exertion, Jewick, a dagger clutched tightly in his gloved hand, hacks frantically at something near his lower right leg. Before you've completely processed the murdering scene, the troll hunter abruptly whips, whips his head in your direction, his voice, loud, stern, and resolute, wings back along the passage. Get out of here, Zoop! Get out! Get them out! With that, his struggling, supine form slips into the deeper gloom and disappears from sight. At the, at the precise moment, moment, with your head racing, you suddenly become aware of dozens of dark silhouettes emerging from the very shadows into which the troll hunter vanished. A swarming legion of Otorok, fearless and silent, is moving steadily in your direction. So, I can go after Jurig, or heed his directive and escape with the others. Or I could use divination for some clues. Divination. It failed. Despite several hurried attempts, you're unable to clearly sense anything about the fate of your taken companion. Okay, it looks... Well, well, Jimmy told me to move on, so I guess I will. Heed his directive and escape the others. Also, I, I I, checked the wiki, and it turns out if divination had worked, it would have said he cannot be saved. Heed his directive and escape with the others. Bye-bye, Jirig. Bye-bye. Reluctant to abandon your friend and companion, and despite having come to the realisation it would be impossible to effect a rescue, you immediately find, find the wisdom in his last words, knowing that you are perhaps the last hope for Obunar and his family to escape these tunnels alive, you force yourself to turn and rush after them. Moving swiftly along the tunnel, you overtake Obunar and the others, pausing on the threshold of a large stone wall chamber to allow them a moment to catch up. Moments later, the five of you are once again together. You lead the, the way into the chamber. You every sense of alert, da- every sense alert for any sign of the lurking danger. As you... As you warily cross the wide chamber, your eyes are drawn to a massive rounded boulder dominating the centre of the womb. A myriad of arcane symbols has been carved into the uneven surface of the giant rock. I'll have us out of here in a moment, says Obunar, quite breathlessly, as he starts to move around you and approach the stone. Almost reflectively, your right arm shoots out to the side, level with Olver's chest, preventing him from taping another step. Something isn't right. A 
and for several long tense note moments you find yourself wondering just what it is that has suddenly wild, uh, wild your every instinct. Then, slowly, deliberately, its move, movements and demeanour devoid of any discernible aggression or hostility, the terrible answer to your unspoken question steps out from behind the rock. And that finishes this part for 512 experience to general. So the next part is taking flight. Well, taking even more flight because we've been taking flight for this entire part. And indeed, in a way, we've been taking flight ever since part six. Yes, it's been quite a dire business, all of this. So that will be the next episode. And until then, saving farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.